0: Hello and welcome to this podcast about how we help children with anxiety. My name is Leanne and I am a member of the team here at Healthbox. I'm a family and children's mental health practitioner and I work with children who are suffering with anxiety and parents whose children have anxiety. To understand anxiety, it helps to understand how the brain works and what is going on. This podcast will discuss the very basic aspect of how the brain helps us with our emotions and how we cope. If we think back to mankind's early days, the main function of our brain was to keep us safe. And our brain still functions very much this way today. However, there are times when our brain can be a little bit tricky and think we are under threat when we are not. The part of the brain that interprets dangers and tells the body how it needs to respond, initiates our flight, fight or freeze mode. Our fight, flight and freeze mode helps us in times of imminent danger. If we sense we are in danger, our brain kicks into action to protect us. The thing we notice is the heart starts to pump faster and pumps adrenaline around our bodies. The body needs to prepare to either fight, flight or freeze. The heart pumps blood to the muscles in the arms and legs, and this will enable us to physically fight, which with anxiety can be seen as meltdowns, aggressive behavior, lashing out, argumentative, or problem solving the worry. Or we can run away, which is our flight side, and we identify this as avoidance, so avoidance of any situations where we feel uncomfortable. The problem occurs when this system starts misfiring due to our increased cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, and children often find it difficult to regulate themselves. So how do children present with anxiety? This can be in various ways, such as physical distress, shaking, crying, hyperventilating, screaming, or physical illnesses such as stomach ache, nausea, there may be the avoidance behaviour of fleeing or escaping situations that make them uncomfortable. Children often come up with can come out with outright statements of anxiety, such as I'm afraid the house will burn down while I sleep, I'm afraid to sleep on my own. Anxiety can also present itself in refusal to engage in activities new and old, refusal to be alone without a parent, extreme distress over a contact with a feared object irritability and argumentative behavior if we link back to reassure reassurance without being alone with the parent extreme shyness and sensitivity procrastination potentially they can sometimes do cautious behaviors or risk taking behaviors often with anxiety there are sleep difficulties and there may be suicidal threats. So how can we help our children who are suffering with anxiety? It may seem obvious that the parent and child bond is vital for a child's development. However, it's important to reinforce this bond to help support children's mental health and well-being. One of the strategies that we use is taking around 10 minutes a day every day if possible or a couple of times a week where you can spend one-to-one time with your child. During this time, try a new activity that your child would like to try or an activity that they really enjoy. What we want to do during this time is to give them complete control. We find that often anxious children have little control and having a sense of control can help them to feel safe and less anxious. Spending this time together helps to reinforce the bond, helps the child to feel safe, gives them that element of control. And also it can help with giving the child the opportunity to discuss things with you that are worrying them or concerning them. And this can often be seen, especially in younger children, through play activities, where they are role playing with their toys. So, I've asked you to look at whether you can spend 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes a couple of days a week having some one-to-one time with your child. Often, parents wonder what this could be. This can include anything that the child enjoys, including play, arts and crafts, puzzles, walks. Use your imagination here. Try a new activity that you've always wanted, they've always wanted to do. So we've asked you about play, we've spoke about how this one-to-one bonding time can help. What also helps an anxious child is having clear boundaries and consequences. It helps take the guesswork out of life for them, if you like. We're helping them to see what they need to do, what's expected of them. And if they don't, here are the clear consequences. One of the most important things we can do for our anxious child is to listen to them without criticism or judgment in any way. Listen to the worry and acknowledge it. Sometimes we may use phrases such as don't worry about that, you don't need to worry about that. This does not help to stop the worry. What this actually does is can actually allow the child to feel that they are not supported. The best way to go about dealing with your child's worries when they are discussing them with you is to help them investigate the the worry or problem solve it. Often worries can come from what we call unreal worries, meaning they are unlikely to happen, but that doesn't mean that the anxiety is any less. For that child, the worry is very real. Help your child investigate the worry. Do they need more information to understand what they are worrying about? Is it a simple case of their knowledge growing will help them to understand that worry? And we can dismiss it almost. On the other end, we have real worries. And real worries are something that is either a worry that's come from previous experience, or we know that it is 100% going to happen. In these cases, we can problem solve that worry. And it's a very effective strategy. Write down what the worry is, and think of possible solutions to solve it. Under each of those solutions, you would identify the pros and cons for each And then ask your child which is the best solution to use. Quite often when using this strategy it helps for the parents to come up with one of their own worries and to problem solve it with the child so the children can get an understanding of what and how the method works. One of the other key things that I often use when I am delivering programmes to families and speaking to parents is it's important about how you model yourself. If you are in an anxious situation, try and model calmness. This helps teach children how to deal calmly with their anxiety. The next element of modelling comes to self-praise and how we as parents accept compliments. We want our children to accept compliments, to be proud of themselves. However, if we're modelling negativity in this area, then the child is seeing that and will replicate it. So what do I mean by that? So, for example, how often if someone says you look nice today or I like your, what you're wearing, your jumper, or, jumper or something like that, how often do we say thanks but I got it on sale or I've had this years. Very often we will always put a but after someone has given us a compliment and we need to just take those compliments so that we are modelling how to do it for our children. The why I spoke about self praise. Self praise is something that often people don't like to do. But it's important that if you are proud of something you've achieved, that you show that to your children so that they know that they can be proud of themselves too. So during this podcast, I've given you a very brief understanding of what's happening with the brain. I've given you some idea of different symptoms that children present with when they're suffering with anxiety and I have focused on different things that we can try to help that that bond to help that child to not overcome anxiety because it's not easily overcome but to at least to try and make it a little bit easier for them so we looked at spending that one-to-one time that bonding time We looked at setting clear boundaries, clear consequences. Also identified very briefly the difference between a real worry and an unreal worry. And with those, how we can problem solve to help alleviate part of that worry or the worry in total. We also looked at the importance of modeling self praise, and modeling how you take compliments, as well as modeling how you deal with situations There are various strategies you can use as well to help with anxiety such as worry monsters, worry jars, having a worry time set. There are things like journaling. Not just focusing on the negatives of what the worry is, but we also can look at positive journaling. Sometimes a quick look on the internet can help you to discover different strategies that people have used and have found helpful. I always say during my parenting programs, and I'm going to say it here now, is anxiety is not a quick fix. Sometimes we find that one strategy will work one week, and the following week it doesn't. Or someone will have used a strategy and go, this works brilliantly, but actually for your child it doesn't work. It's about trial and error, and it's remembering to have patience not just with your child, but with yourself and the situation. I'm going to sign off from this podcast now, but what I want you to remember is that having an anxious child isn't easy, but you are not alone and whatever you are doing to help your child will be having a positive impact. You will be doing a great job.